0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today I chat with Andrew McClelland, a spectacular MC, DJ, club owner and award-winning comedian who was Cher's official support act for her 2018 Australia and New Zealand tour. Andrew has played thousands of gigs and events and caters exclusively to your crowd, as well as bringing panache and personality to his DJ and MC game. Andrew is the entertainer every event needs. Well, hi, Andrew. Thanks so much for joining me on the Effortless Weddings podcast. How are you going today?
1: Oh, very well, Heidi. How are you?
0: Yeah, look, it's one of the best days we've had in Melbourne for almost a year, isn't it? Absolutely.
1: Today is the day, October 27th. Tonight from midnight, we get to hit the bars. Are you going to?
0: No, I have a toddler and a six-month-old baby, so I'm going to bed when we're done.
1: (laughs) How wonderful. Well, hopefully they'll get to hit the bars at
0: least. They probably would. They're pretty sassy, so. <laughs> and so tell me, Andrew, who are you? What do you do? Where do you do it?
1: I am DJ Andrew McClelland. I'm a stand-up comedian and DJ, and I MC Weddings as well. I do it, I mean, it sounds extravagant to say, but I do it all over the world. Uh, mainly in Melbourne, though. Mainly Melbourne. But, uh, yeah, um, I've DJed um, in... Um, You know, New Zealand and Bali and Columbus, Ohio and Edinburgh. Uh, I've done comedy all over the world as well, happily. You know, I've been blessed to do that. Done the Edinburgh Fringe many times. Um, I was Cher's support act for her entire Australian tour. Her only support act, which was very nice. Uh, So I've done a stadium tour. Yeah. So uh, I'm blessed to have lived uh, thus far a full life.
0: Did you get to meet Cher?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A What's video she on my like Instagram. in real life? Well, very friendly, very friendly, slightly retiring, but very friendly. As people like that are, you know, they're always wary of, you know, people wanting to get at them, I suppose. But um, of course, she, there's a video on my Instagram of her singing uh, "Happy Birthday" to me because um, uh, she thought it was my birthday on the tour. It wasn't, but I didn't tell her it wasn't. <laughs> so, uh,
0: <laughs> I would not mind. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> No, why would, you, why would you ruin that? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You'd just be like, yes, it's my birthday. <laughs>
1: that will do. Great. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I got a cake out of it as well.
0: Oh, stunning. That's what you want. You
1: have got to have a cake. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And how long have you been stand-up comedian, MC, etc.? A,
1: a long time now. I started doing stand-up when I was 21, I think, which is uh, 2001. Um. So yeah, I've been quick math, guys. Weddings. Quick math, quick math. <laughs> I oh, god, don't even say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for quite a while, and um, I started DJing in about two thousand six because I was always a great lover of music, and you know when I worked at Kmart. Back in the day, $5.25 now. I'd work six (laughs) hours to buy one CD and build up that CD collection. By the time I was 26, I had quite a big CD collection. So um, I love going clubbing. Uh, I mean, at all kinds of clubs, but I start off with uh, British indie and Britpop clubs, and I love pop music in general. So not so much hard dance or anything like that, Um, just kind of pop music. And when I say pop music, I mean anything from the Beatles to Beyonce, from the Smiths to the Rolling Stones, to Taylor Swift, you know? Everything in the great genre of pop music, the overarching one. So uh, yeah, I've been doing it all for a while now.
0: And so do you ever get down and twerk to some hip hop or R&B? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I still (laughs) love hip hop
1: and R&B, and I DJ them as well. The only stuff I don't DJ uh, is really hard gangster rap, although... Even that I've done, but and then death metal I probably avoid as well—the hardest of metals and the hardest of dance music and the hardest of techno, when it's just sort of bass, you know, without much variation for the oh, yeah. time. Obviously, I I play tracks as opposed to um, well, songs as opposed to tracks, I should say.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And in terms of for weddings, so you offer your MC and DJ services for weddings. And I'm assuming that you inject a little bit of your comedic skills into those roles.
1: Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, I will ask couples how comedic they want it to be. I certainly don't want to make the wedding about me and I'm very happy to pair it back and be quite formal (laughs) or loose and so on. Uh, And when I DJ as well, I love to dance. Um, Dancing is my passion and always has been. So when I DJ, I, Yeah, I sort of keep quiet and in the background. But once the couple's ready, they've had their first dance and it's like everybody out on the floor. I often get out on the floor as well and join in and encourage people to join in. Yeah, that's part of my style, just sort of enthusiastic party fun.
0: Yeah, you're not the first supplier I've heard to say that. Anyone really that's hanging around in the reception is generally pretty keen to get on the dance floor. So
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's one of the best environments. You know, Isn't everyone's it? had a full day. They've had a few drinks maybe, uh, but even if they haven't, it's, it's a wonderful party occasion, every wedding.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what would you say is your point of difference compared to other DJs and MCs? I'm going to go with the comedic skills, but is there anything else?
1: Uh, you know what? It's hard to know because I don't see many other wedding DJs because, I mean, like so many of us, we do it ourselves and it's rare that we see others do it. I know that in my time, over many years, I've seen some wedding DJs who are more mobile DJs. It's just like, they work for a company, they've got the gear, they've got the equipment, one event is much the same, and they've been given a, a playlist of these are the, you know, 200 songs that you can choose from that we know go well at weddings. Um, I love to keep across music, all different genres of music, you know, soul British indie, 90s R&B, 70s hip-hop, really early stuff, anything at all I love, 90s alternative music, 2010s pop. So I'd like to think that my breadth of knowledge is big enough so that I can tailor pretty much any wedding. And when occasionally a genre comes up that I don't know much about, like swing music from the 40s, I'm happy to liaise with a couple, work it out, and we're so lucky with streaming now. I can listen to so much different music you know, that really broadens things up. So I think deep knowledge of music is one thing I have. Absolute enthusiasm, because I still love to DJ and I still love to dance. Uh, I still run a nightclub as well. Um, My nightclub, Mr. McClellan's Finishing School, which has been going for nearly 13 years now. So I keep across, you know, the dancing scene and the clubbing scene. And So, yeah, I think that. And then stand-up comedy skills as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I've had for a long time. I've, I've won, um, I won the Comedians' Choice Award at the Comedy Festival, which is called the Piece yep. of Wood Award. We give a piece of wood, you know, to whoever the comedians have voted was their favourite comedian for the year. So I guess I bring all those skills together with weddings. And weddings is almost the ultimate place to display those skills because I get to do it all.
0: Yeah, and you're appealing to so many different age groups and demographics at a wedding, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so I've just turned 40, as I was horrified to discover recently in this podcast. And, (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah, I think my
1: knowledge knowledge is broad enough um, for both what people 20 years older than me like, or even, you know, 40 years older than me, um, to stuff that's pretty youthful. Yeah, I think I can keep across all that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean... A big part of what you do must be reading the room. So I think having that depth of knowledge in terms of music, what's current, what's popular, but also getting to know the couple, getting to know people as they arrive, what kind of mindset mm. is everybody in? What mood is everybody in? How many drinks has everybody had? Like it's it's quite totally. nuanced, isn't it? There's a lot for you to take into account.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when I'm DJing, so much of it is about surprising as well as delighting. Everybody knows you can play the big songs that always do well. You can play Dancing Queen. I'm nothing against Dancing Queen. I think it's great. You know, you can finish that Bohemian Rhapsody. Great song again. But, you know, when you pull out a song that they're not necessarily expecting, but that they remember that they love, that is a wonderful moment. It's a peak moment. Yeah. And keeping across... I find often the trick to that is finding a song that's 10 to 15 years old that was once massive, that people haven't listened to for a long time and then they're like oh heck i used to love this oh i've got to get up for this one and because they don't hear it if they do go out a lot they still don't hear it all the time
0: that's right yeah that's my jam yeah
1: <laughs> totally totally
0: mine would probably be christina aguilera's dirty if i'm being completely oh. honest <laughs> yeah
1: well it is a classic i mean it depends how dirty you want to go to wedding as well you know sometimes. that's true there are those questions. You know, the number one song for the last 10 weeks has been WAP, which stands for wet. I won't say it. I don't know how clean your podcast I can, is. I can
0: put an explicit on the podcast. It's all good. <laughs> I think we all know and, what, what what a WAP is at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we
1: know what it stands for right now. And uh, I'm probably not pulling that out, you know, when the grandmas are there and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you do have to be careful with that stuff as well. Although Absolutely. you know, there, I have had couples who have selected songs that are pretty wild in that yeah. sense. And if they're desperate for it, ah, whatever. It's your wedding. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is yeah. An example of one?
1: Oh, a really basic example is something like um. I had a couple. A couple who like swing music actually, who wanted their wedding song to be Mac the Knife. Now, Mac the Knife is a song about a guy who runs prostitutes who murders people uh, in the song, but you wouldn't know that unless you listened closely. So, I did have to say to them, "Okay, this song is about this." Are you all right with that? Like, ah, yeah. nobody knows it's about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also had...
0: they're not listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've also had a couple uh, ask for my neck, my back, my mm-mm, and my uh-huh. crack. So, yeah, you know, uh-huh. and. It's a banger, that track. No shot of a doubt. It's a sexy banger. But uh, again, you just, you know, if they really want it, I'm happy to do it. But uh, I do try to remind them, all right, your grandma will be there and that's all right. And yeah, okay, great. Let's do
0: it. I think it's the same kind of problem we have when we're thinking about ballads. Like coming from the perspective of the celebrant, I often manage the music for some of the smaller ceremonies and stuff. Um, They pick the songs and I just play them at the right moment through my simpler PA system. I'm sure... It's very, very basic compared to your extravagant setup. Um, you know, but the amount of times you get asked to play I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston or, you know, a song that sounds like a ballad, but it's a breakup song. <laughs> do you come yeah. across that a fair bit?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Um, let me think of other, I mean, there are so many examples of that kind of thing. Um, I'll be watching you and it's creepy stalker vibes as well. Um, let me think. I know there's some others that people pick a lot that are real rough when you get down to it. Even a song like um, uh, "My Baby Don't Mess Around" because she loves me so, and it's a no, and for, it's a no, no for
0: sure. Yep. <laughs> Hi-ya is, yeah,
1: "Hey Ya" is about someone saying, uh, "I want to have sex with lots of people. Yep. Uh, I don't want to be tied down, but also you don't want to know that that's what I think about." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of laughing. stuff
0: like that yeah but blurred lines can. that's a banger oh, that gets everyone dancing yeah. yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah although i think people are probably more aware of the actual content of that one these days it's been in the media a lot but yeah still we'll, yeah, we'll still I dance to so. it
1: <laughs> oh that's one of the big i mean to get into darker territory there's all those questions about do you apply michael jackson anymore and that kind of thing um but yeah that's up to the couples again yeah
0: yeah, yeah. you can't do you, do you so take uh, requests from guests on the night as well
1: Yeah, absolutely. But as I always like to say, a request is a request. Uh, It's not a guarantee. So people have requested, you know, uh, Cannibal Corpse and that kind of thing. And, you know, they're probably just trying it on. Uh, But also people request really slow songs, which are perfectly fine songs. Uh, like as you said, I will always love you, you know. Or like you 2s so All I want is you. But you're in the middle of a set where everything's going off, you know, and you can't slow it down for that. So I try to be polite, and I am. I also always try to be honest. You know, a lot of DJs, I got a lot of DJ friends who're like, absolutely, I'll play that, and then they definitely will not. But I'll be honest, I'm <laughs> like, no, and I'll give my reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess you can probably get away with it.
1: Oh yeah, sure. And if the requests are any good, I'll definitely play it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you get plenty of good ones. Have you had? Do you have any idea of an example of your weirdest request, or even one that where you've gone, "Oh, what a great request! I haven't played that song in forever."
1: Uh, I mean that happens all the time. To yeah? Be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The people request something like, "Heck yes, that fits in perfectly well." Yeah. I mean, just the sheer broad choice of songs that you can do for that. Uh, you know, um, September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Maybe you're just, you know, you're playing a vibing set, but you're not really thinking about that because you're not moving in the direction of seventies funky stuff. And then someone says it, and you're like, Hell yeah, that's going to work perfectly. Sure, the song's about September and it's June, but whatever. Let's get into
0: it. <laughs> we can make it work. We can make it yeah. work.
1: Actually, I, I just remembered once one one example, and this is very awkward. And a couple. It was a, not long ago it was actually this year and uh, we didn't do many weddings this year after all yeah but um they really wanted a gary glitter song to be their entrance. no song. way yeah which is so old school you know gary glitter is massive in the 70s fair enough and gary glitter is in prison because gary glitter is a very bad man yes. um so you know i was like look gary glitter is a very bad man some people might find that awkward and their whole thing was ah nobody knows that so, yeah, it's it's weird when this stuff comes up. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to know sometimes. But there's the unexpected for you. A young couple in their 20s
0: wanting Gary Glitter? Uh, but, you know, whatever. I'm pretty surprised by that one. I think that would have had me stumped. But, yeah, we do yeah. what the couples want, don't we? Well,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, within within the boundaries of taste and sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at times you very strongly try to move them in a direction.
0: Mm. Yeah. Especially when you're there reading the room, hey, you must sort of think, "Mm, if that doesn't fit, are you honest? And just say, maybe we won't play that one.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. But also, you know, if they're passionate, I, I will sometimes say to them, say they are passionate about, I don't know, folk music, right? And I'll, and happily say, happy to, love or Northern soul music, which is great music to dance to, but people don't know almost anything in the whole genre. Um, And I'll say, look, love to, love Northern Soul, happily play a lot of it, but just be aware your crowd might not go for it. So, you know, I can play a bunch of it, see how it goes. And if it's going well, keep going in that direction. Or I can play some, um, and if it doesn't go well, then move away from it. And then I will literally have some couples say, no, this is what we like and it's what we want. And we don't care, you know, what our crowd thinks. But uh, that's that choice is up to them, you know. Do they want it to be about them? Do they want it to be about everyone? And it's not selfish if it's about them. It's their special day. Go ahead, make it about you. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Do you find that you think there's going to be more of that? I guess where I'm going with this is because of COVID, I believe that we're finding that more and more couples are really taking stock of what's really, really important to them and they're being more unapologetic about it. I feel like we're almost saying goodbye to the days of obligation. Um, do you feel you're going to see more of that as well in your roles in weddings?
1: I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly feeling that way at the moment. I think we're certainly moving away from the days of big weddings where you've got to invite every cousin that you don't like. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to move into the more niche wedding thing, which is fine by I me. Mean, yeah. I mean, I do love The giant one too, because the vibe on a dance floor when you've got more than 100 people going for it is just unbeatable, but ah, whatever. The vibe also playing music that people personally absolutely love that they don't get to hear on a dance floor normally. That's a great vibe too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, once again, balancing between what the couples want, whether it's about them or about all the guests. And, yeah, I think as long as it's meaningful, you know, if there's 200 people there but that's meaningful to you, that's great. If there's 10 yeah. people there but that's meaningful to you, that's great too. And we work with that. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And I've got to assume there's some fairly big considerations that are different between ceremony and reception. Do you DJ at ceremonies as well?
1: It's pretty rare. I have occasionally. Ceremony is essentially just, they you play whatever they ask for. They give you the songs um, and you play them at certain points and you're reading your schedule very closely, making sure that after that word is said, the, yeah. you, know, you press play. Because we be have this other... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and also the great responsibility that you understand as well, that great fear of equipment going wrong. Oh, you yeah. Know, the equipment can be somewhat elaborate, but it cannot fail. It can't fail at that moment where it must work. So um, it could be a little nerve-wracking. I much prefer the reception. Yeah. Um, a while back, I had one of my speakers uh, blow up during... The, I mean, blow up. No, that's too much of a word. But it short I was going to say,
0: that's <laughs> creating a visual. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it short-circuited it started smoking. <laughs> oh, Smouldering. Not even smoking. So it did blow
0: smolder. up. Yeah. It <laughs> off a accurate. bit of a
1: smell. It was broken, right? So that was um during the reception but very early on when people were outside having canapes and first drinks okay, okay. so you know what's my contingency plan i call up a friend who i know has a speaker and i'm like mate i'll give you a hundred bucks if you hire me the speaker and bring it to the to this venue luckily it was in town because it would have been a countryside it would have been a lot of trouble but um you Know these are things where you have to deal with because you can't have it fail. Now, I could play music for outside out of one speaker for a while, you know, set it from uh, set from stereo to mono. There we go, perfect, all right. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a harrowing little, little thing that we have to go through sometimes, yeah. Anyway, the, so the reception's much easier. If that happened at a ceremony, I would have wanted to uh, just sink into the floor, but we sorted it out at the reception, worked out okay. And obviously, you can be much broader with the music, with the reception, you've got you know, sometimes five, six hours to play with, you know, but the ceremony, you know, just hit it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've got to hit it a bit harder, don't you? A bit more accurate, I guess I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, When couples come to you, how does the inquiry process work with them? What should they be prepared for? What kind of things would you like to know when they approach you?
1: Well, it can be as broad. It can be as long or as short as they like, essentially. Some couples sort of say, you know, we've been to your club night or we've seen your DJ before, you do whatever you want. Some couples won't even commit to selecting a song, uh, you know, just to kick things off. i will be like, do you want a song for first dance? No, we're not doing the first dance, play whatever you want. You know, well, do you guys have any genres you like? We like what you play. Okay, fine, and I'm happy to do that. Other couples will go so far as, you know, we want this song at this time, this song at this time. We have given you a list of a hundred songs that we love and, you know, you have gonna sort of say, well, actually, I'm only DJing for two hours or whatever, yeah. or three hours. I can't fit 100 songs into that. I can't play all these. But I will do my best to get through them and mix them into others and do some edits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, you know, there are couples who want no contact, essentially, you know, four emails and I'll see you on the night. Uh, there are others who you, must, you visit with them and you see them again. Uh, you meet them in town, you know, you all go for a drink together. You chat about your vibe and what you dig i'm happy to go either way um both is pleasant because you know the the four emails route well you know it's it's a low level of work but if you meet a couple you talk to them that is really nice uh to get to know i know that you're playing just what they like but essentially i ask them what genres do you like what genres do you not like what songs do you think you've got to hear on the night what songs do you have to not hear on the night you know for some couples certain songs they despise or even something special like um, this song was played at a friend's funeral and I just couldn't stand to hear it on the night, you know. So, yeah, so th- those are the standard questions. Some people don't even get back to me with answers until two days before, but that's okay. It's not hard. It doesn't take too long to put playlists together.
0: Yeah, luckily you've already got a pretty decent collection, some some playlists already set and ready to go, I imagine.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a very big bunch of... Uh, different wedding, different genre playlists, um, different decades, different genres. Yeah. I keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the DJ's, uh, tool, you know, your big tool, you know,
0: Absolutely. I've got to ask you were saying how you built up this huge collection of CDs in the earlier days. Do you still have that or have you just completely digitized everything?
1: Yep, it's uh, in my sister's garage.
0: Oh, you did keep <laughs> I, it.
1: <laughs> I did, yeah. I couldn't bear to get rid of it because Aww. it meant so much to me. That said, um, I did digitise it all as well. So, you know, at one point I spent, you know, a month or something putting CDs into a CD tray and copying them all across. Yeah, yeah, because that I paid. Sounds
0: like so much effort. <laughs> yeah, it does. But
1: I didn't want to rebuy it, right? I didn't want yeah, to go into iTunes yeah. and rebuy it. I paid for it, it was mine, and if I just did the job once, it was done, and that's what I did,
0: yeah. Yeah, I like of course it. Of I've run
1: on iTunes and stuff now.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> it's right. Easy. So it's you don't right. do, like, a Spotify playlist or anything like that? I
1: can. Um, now, technically, legally, you're not meant to DJ from Spotify. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, there are times when you just don't have a song. There are times when you can't even buy a song. So, yeah, um, if, if a couple ask for a specific song and it's available on a source, I'm not going to say no. I'm, I'm going to get it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And I guess I'd just like to touch a little bit more on MC services. I feel like that doesn't always get the recognition that it deserves. Totally. Can you talk to us a bit more about those special skills in being an MC that people probably don't give enough credit to?
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, and I think you're absolutely right. Most people still get, you know, an uncle, a cousin, a best man, or something to MC. Sometimes they're absolutely brilliant because obviously they know the couple better than you ever will. But um, I really enjoy MC. Um, it isn't, I must say, if you're confident on a microphone, it's not too difficult a to job beyond that. It's about obviously um, hitting hitting the schedule correctly, you know, <laughs> getting things at the right time but also liaising with a couple enough to be like, we don't need to do this on time. If you're a little stressed, if you're behind time, let's stretch it out. It's also about showing enthusiasm, delight with the whole day. You know, I also love emceeing stand-up comedy nights and so much of that is about, and your next act, you know, um, Mary Freely, here she comes. Are you ready for Mary Freely? Let me hear you say, yeah, we're <laughs> Just doing all that. I love bigging up to the point where it's almost silly. And yeah. I will talk to couples about how much I can go very hard on enthusiasm. I can even get to the <laughs> point where uh, on my decks so I've got, you know, the button goes, ba 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 I could do that if you want. And I enjoy doing that. Some couples go for that. Some want something a little more staid. Some want the intense sort of thing where you say, um, all right, uh, tell me about how you guys met. Um, and tell me about uh, maybe your first date, your first kiss, that kind of thing and if they wish I don't do this very often not many couples want it which is fair because they want their family to do this but if they don't want their family to or they want um to make specific points that aren't going to be made in the speeches I will tell I'll I'll actually write a piece now it costs a little bit more if I'm going to go away write a piece meet with them a lot to work it out perfectly but I really love doing that um I love throwing in a few gentle jokes about it, Um, a little bit of gentle ribbing, a bit of fun. The couple can read it beforehand if they want, and we have ourselves a heck of a good time, I must say, doing that. But um, I think I'm saying it's just a personal choice. The family doing it, the friend doing it is beautiful. What we can bring to it is professionalism, the fact that we've done it many times, and pure customization. And also, you can tell this exactly what you want. Whereas if, if someone close to you perhaps is making a mistake, um, you've got to be a little more careful. Oh, my... I have seen some MCs, though. Oh, I don't Go want to on. say ruin, but...
0: yeah. <laughs> Go on.
1: <laughs> I, I saw one couple that had two friends. Um, this is quite an elaborate wedding in Bali at a resort, you know, one of those ones. Yes. Yeah. So ooh, la, la. So ooh. much money had gone into it, you know and they had two friends who were extroverts who both wanted to MC. So uh, one was a friend of the groom, one was a friend of the bride, I think. And so they're like, okay, you guys MC together. Now, because it was one of those resort events, people were there for like three days. In the first day or two, these two people started clashing. They couldn't stand each other. Again, oh no. it's a resort wedding, free drinks all day, the ceremony's in the uh, afternoon, the reception's in the evening. They started arguing with each other, both on microphones, whilst MCing. They just got, had too many drinks and they clash and they're like, well, you know, if Claire would stop making about her, we could talk about how, yeah, well, if Steve would just calm down for a bit, that was crazy. I can guarantee that would never happen, I'm sure, with you or I. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I have unfortunately seen fathers and uncles making a few off-colour jokes that sort of really lower the tone. So um, I think, yeah, part of it as well is judging that where that line is. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, as you said, we're a little bit more careful about that from the professional side, whereas from the friend and family side, they may not be as careful about looking for where that line is. They may not be considerate on where that line is from that side of the family compared to that side of the family. They might only know one side. A few drinks in and things can change. We generally don't drink on the job. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> generally,
0: you know. Generally, um, oh,
1: I've had one or two yeah, occasionally. One or
0: two. Yeah. A shot here or there. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Just drawing um, in, being sociable. That's right. It was offered. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah.
1: No, there's nothing, there's nothing in our jobs that say that we are not allowed to. Not that we want to get amongst the weeds on this question.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: As long as we can guarantee we won't, you know, be in the bathrooms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which I do
1: guarantee.
0: <laughs> I suppose where I'm going with it as well is that um, you may have an extroverted or confident family member, but then they get there and those nerves get too much. You know, I think it's very, very different when it's people that you know. I don't know about you, but anytime I've been a celebrant or MC at an event where I know people. I am ten times more nervous than when it's people I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Personally, yeah, yeah. It's the same with stand-up. I can't. Every year, my parents insist on coming to my show. I write a new stand-up show every year, and every year, that's the night I'm absolutely the most nervous because yeah. I want to. Buy. <laughs> look, mum and dad, I, I'm proving myself to you. Come on, <laughs> like me, love me. <laughs> and they're just being supportive, bless them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I much prefer to do it uh, for strangers than for family.
0: Yeah, I think like if you're, if you're on the fence, if any listening couples are on the fence about whether or not they should just get an extroverted, confident family member or just pay a professional, maybe consider leaning towards paying a professional to MC the event. I think it's worth... Spend personally, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely, yeah,
0: and we're probably a little bit biased considering we work in the industry, <laughs> we but might be just a little bit biased just gonna on that. Throw question. it out there anyway, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But come on, come on, our industry's been dead for nine months, we're allowed to fish that's a little great. for work, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And also, we can do very little if that's what people want. Sometimes they want something very simple, you know, as long they want us to keep them to time, sometimes, um. Yeah. And just a simple introduction. Father of the bride, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can keep it simple if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. I enjoy elaborating. I could tell yeah. you do too.
0: Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> well, we talked about some of the worst weddings that you might've observed. Um, let's talk about some of the best weddings. With the, the best weddings, or if we have an example of a best wedding that you've DJed or MC'd at or even just tips for our listeners on how they can make their wedding the best the most like them from your perspective as a DJ MC
1: gosh well this will sound like a cliche but be true to yourself you know um, in the end if there's music you like get it in there um, some people uh, I think almost give away too much um, to me Uh, Too much choice. I'm happy to, I can run the whole thing by myself if you want me to, but you know, make it, make it about you. Um, Gosh, and then some of the best weddings I've ever done were just, Uh, join me on the dance floor if you can. There's another one actually. This is quite a small piece of advice, but I, a lot of people will say, we don't want to do a first dance. That is perfectly fine. And of course your choice, but um, a first dance really helps get a dance floor going. That just helps me. Uh, which is wonderful. And if you don't want to do a first dance, again, perfectly fine, but um, make sure that the MC, uh, if it's someone else, will announce that the dance floor is now open because uh, a lot of times people wait for quite a while, a little bit too nervous to get on the dance floor. In fact, the eternal rule of DJing at a wedding, I find, is that, say you start DJing at uh, 9pm, for example, and you're finishing at 1, people really get the most enthusiastic after midnight you know and um and then you finish at one or whatever the time is that you have to and everyone's like more 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 but you can't you just can't because the venues are so strict about that so um if you want to have like a good bunch of hours of dancing start of early get out there early and uh encourage people to get out there and then <laughs> i was trying to think about great weddings i've been to one of them which started out horribly you would have thought um it was a wedding in the hunter valley it was 49.2, I think it was. They were having this incredible heat wave. It was the hottest, possibly the hottest it had ever been there. It was crazy. I don't even
0: comprehend that. <laughs>
1: maybe that was in. Yeah, it was it was crazy hot. Um,
0: wow. Maybe, I feel like
1: that's exaggerating. I feel like I must be wrong. I know I took a photo of a thermometer on yes. my phone, but I won't go through <laughs> it now. But it was crazy, crazy hot. Um, now, uh, people fainted at the, rece- at the ceremony because of that, and that sort of thing. But once like once the sun went down, it was night, it was just this sense of freedom from the impressive heat, and everybody got so wild. Now I'm thinking about it. It could have also been because they were dehydrated and they were drinking. Maybe that's...
0: <laughs> Maybe that drinking in 49-degree just... heat does have some side effects, guys. <laughs> so I suppose you're right. I
1: suppose you're right. But yeah, look, I think the best weddings, actually, now I know, it's when the couple just lets loose and enjoys themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's the advice I always give to any couple, actually. It's your day. Say something, like, say you're doing your speech and you trip over some words. Nobody cares. They love you. Um, say, you know, the bride gets caught up in her dress during the first dance and Fort stumbles. Nobody cares, they love you. Say your speech goes on a bit too long. Nobody cares, they love you. You can't do any wrong on that day. So just have the best time, just the best time.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good advice. And it tends to, it's becoming a bit of a theme with this podcast, with all the suppliers that I'm interviewing, we do all keep coming back to be true to yourself and be unapologetic about it. And we do all keep coming back to try to be as stress-free as you possibly can let loose let go control to your suppliers trust in your suppliers and then the yeah. more you enjoy yourself the more everybody will enjoy themselves at your wedding absolutely, absolutely. yeah and if there's a problem we'll sort it out don't you worry yeah. about it yeah we yeah. that's what you're paying us for we can do this yeah. exactly i'm the one who's <laughs> going to
1: call and ask for a speaker not you, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if one has started smoldering
0: And thank God you had a friend who had a spare who was close enough to bring it to you. That was, everything fell into place for you there. Industry connections, mate. That's another
1: advantage you get with professionals.
0: Yes, that's true. From the perspective of COVID, post-COVID, thinking about more intimate events, thinking about smaller weddings, talk to me about how, your services are still of great value. Like I don't want people to think I'm only having 20 people at my wedding in February. So I don't need a DJ. We'll just plug in an iPod or do you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean yeah. to be honest,
1: although that thought, oh, my life is so caught up in music and party that that thought is so foreign <laughs> to me. More than
0: 20 people, more than 20 people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even if you've only got 20 people, do you really want a party where, like when you were at high school, where everyone's sitting around the stereo uh, with their phones going, Oh, oh, I've got this great track. I'll play this next. They start to play it. Uh, actually, not everyone. I don't really know that. Or, Oh, actually, now think about it. Only the chorus is good. There's a reason why a lot of people can't DJ. It's because yeah. <laughs> you need to know somehow if a song works or doesn't. Oh, gosh. I remember the great comedian, Tom Gleason. And he is a great comedian, switched on guy obviously he understands what people want psychologically because it's a tool you need to be a great comedian and um i dj a lot around the comedy festival where i bring in both my djing into my comedy life i know for half an hour like sure tom no worries and he he's oh i've got the best songs it's going to go amazingly and he starts playing led zeppelin led zeppelin are great absolutely of course they are but he's playing a track which is eight minutes long Yes, the chorus is great, uh, but there's a lot of space in between. It's like, I thought people would go for this, like, no, because there's a magic to it and I can't even define it, but a good DJ knows. Um, You
0: can't just whip out an eight-minute song out of nowhere, right? There's a build to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And if you do, maybe you can play that chorus, but you need to know how to manipulate it so that Mm. it works properly. And I've spoken from a man who loves generally playing full songs because, you know, I don't want to cut out that special bridge or that special middle eight. (laughs) um but yeah it's uh, to have that party work properly man alive i love working with small groups i love it if you have a small group on a dance floor there is a beautiful chemistry to it that is very different to a big group as well uh where everyone's going for it and of course the other advantage of a really small wedding a dj one of those is that um you can get a bunch more requests in and I can tailor it even more to that small group because I'm no longer thinking about, oh, well, what do the people in their 80s want to hear because I want to give them a few tracks. Yeah. Uh, a DJ makes a party. Even if you played exactly the same songs on a playlist, nobody, gosh, it's going to sound arrogant, but only really other DJs could bring the level of panache to it, the level of mixing the songs in with each other, even if you're still playing most of the songs, and, and certainly the energy and enthusiasm I bring because that's where I started DJing you know um, technically I'm not the best DJ in the world Um, what I bring to it is performance and enthusiasm so there are different kinds of DJs there are those who are looking down at their decks mixing things very carefully a little snatch of a song here snatch of a song there brought together Um, I think that's fantastic stuff but it's not what I do I mainly play pop songs I mix them in with each other at the start of the end of my cut off a chorus here or there if they're too long um, and then apart from that, because I'm not manipulating everything about each track, I am dancing, I'm loving it, I'm jumping yeah. around, I'm getting into it, and I love doing
0: that. And, yeah,
1: yeah I bring that. And the yeah. playlist cannot.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. Like, don't get me wrong, music really does make the party. Music makes the atmosphere, you know. The, the songs that a couple chooses for their ceremony, the the kind of music that should be played at the reception to get the guests in the right moods at the right time it is very nuanced and there is definitely a skill to the reception DJing in particular, yeah, that you don't get from an iPod. And my thing is who's in charge of the iPod or the phone or whatever it is, like you plug it in at the at the venue, who's in charge of that? Because someone's yeah. always got to touch it. Someone's always got to go, I don't like this song, so I'm going to skip it. I'm going to oh, choose the song that so I want. Someone awesome. has to touch it.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: <laughs> and then also
1: um, they can't do what I can do in the sense of, oh, okay, Ain't No Mountain High Enough really worked just then. Now I could play Respect by Aretha Franklin, which is similar yeah, to Vine Another Banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ain't No Mountain uh, High Enough didn't work, so let's veer away from soul music, you know, and let's 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 go in a completely different direction even. Let's we'll play some contemporary, uh, you know, pop dance music because I'm some Calvin Harris. I probably wouldn't actually stretch it across that far, although Beyonce is a good bridge from classic soul to contemporary dance. Just, uh, it just sure a little is. tip there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Queen B is a good bridge for anything, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a lot of genres.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you say, making those decisions on the fly, you can't mm. get from a playlist. And I just think for the vibe, for the atmosphere, even if you've only got 10 people, 20 people, it's important to invest, I think, in someone who knows how to do that.
1: Oh, cheers. Yeah, I agree completely.
0: Give Got us you back yours. there, Andrew. Yeah, give us money. <laughs> Pay us stuff. <laughs> money
1: in uh, return for goods and services. Well, goods yeah, yeah. For services. You know, services. that's hey, come on.
0: Nothing wrong with that, mate. No. Society
1: <laughs> would fall apart without that dynamic.
0: That's true. Oh, it's getting deep now. It's getting deep now.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's getting economical now. It's boring. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess that's pretty much it from me, Andrew. Just any closing thoughts, general advice, anything you'd like to put out there for our listening couples? Now is your time. The floor is yours. Uh, Heidi,
1: firstly, let me say the quality of your interviewing has been so high that it's hard to think of anything I could add to the wisdom that you've brought to these questions. Uh, but I don't know, I feel, to be honest, I feel like I've said everything. You know, it's just, uh, I can't wait for it to come back. I know I don't just, Yeah. I don't just do this job. I love doing this job. I sort of fell into it. I never, I always wanted to be a, you know, a just a stand up, but then I started DJing and it's so much fun
0: and it's not hard. So it's that oh, much fun gosh. that you opened a club. So sure,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to it coming back. And my advice stands, you know, just have a damn good time of it and don't
0: stress because we'll fix the problems that come up. We will. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. For our listening couples who may want to find you and have a chat, Andrew, where can they find you? For
1: every bloody where.
0: <laughs>
1: uh... Uh, firstly, my basic socials, um, look me up on Facebook. It's at, uh, you know, facebook.com slash Andrew McClellan Gigs. I have a website, Uh I'm on Instagram at Andy underscore McClelland. And I DJ every day if you want to get a taste of what I do when I'm in the lounge room at Twitch at twitch.tv slash DJ Andrew McClelland. Um, but, you know, Google me, find me. There we go.
0: Yeah. I'll put all the links in the episode description as well so people can just click but it's always good to say it.
1: <laughs> Superb. Oh, my club night. If you want to come along, check that out. Mr. McClellan's finishing school. And who knows, by the time you hear this, we might be back being live. What a dream right. that would be. So come on by. What a time. dream.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, thank you, Andrew, so much for your time tonight. I really do appreciate it. You have been a gem of an interviewee. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Gee, You've, as
1: I said, done wonderful uh, interviewing. So thank you. Why,
0: thank you. Well, let's do
1: a wedding together sometime. Somebody put both to. of us together. Yes. <laughs> Although, who will oh. MC? Joint MCing. And we promise oh, no, to Oh, no, you fight.
0: can MC. You can totally MC. I'll just, um, <laughs> I'll have a champagne and I'll, I'll get the dance floor started. There you go. I can be yes. your hype girl. I can be your hype girl. Oh,
1: oh I love that. All right, mate. All right, <laughs> yeah. Great. We'll let the let's comedian
0: matching... MC and I'll be the hype girl. That's how we we'll we'll
1: do get it. get matching, um, matching outfits going as well.
0: Oh, sparkly?
1: Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Can't wait
0: like <laughs> well,
1: never I never outshine the bride
0: mate never oh no of course not well we'll take our cues from the couple then yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll absolutely. let them
0: tell us absolutely. what we can wear <laughs> we'll
1: see what they're wearing and then make sure ours is 10% worse
0: yes oh we could oh do you know what I would love I would love like a Christmas wedding where we could wear ugly Christmas jumpers <gasps> heck yes <laughs> or even a Halloween wedding where we could be in costume wouldn't that be fun
1: oh it's just around the corner yeah absolutely yeah. Um, Jack Skellington and his bride
0: um, yes. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: perfect all right mate done in the bag in the bag
0: oh uh, you you have been so much fun andrew i really appreciate oh, it so. thank you
1: no, my absolute pleasure um yeah cheers uh, let's hope we run into each other out there and, yeah um,
0: i would love to someone please book um, us together we will put together a package for you package deal
1: perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right mate um have a good night
0: you too yeah, nice. see ya <laughs> As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know, and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi, and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode, or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.